Well, good morning, Citygate Church and all of our online guests. You know, today I'm particularly excited, very stirred actually, because we're starting a brand new series on the person of the Holy Spirit that I've entitled Life in the Spirit. So over the next few Sundays, I'm going to be going through all sorts of aspects about who the Holy Spirit is. Um, obviously, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it at the start here, but we know there's God the Father and God the Son and and of course, the um, Holy Spirit, Almighty God, the Holy Spirit. Um, but so often the Holy Spirit is just thought about as the power of God or, or just the voice of God. But, you know, as we go through this series, it's my prayer that we develop a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe there's anything more important, actually. And I know that's a strong thing to say, but I don't think there's anything more important than us, you know, um, growing and our developing a personal intimacy with the person of the Holy Spirit. All the way through the Bible, the Holy Spirit is seen to be at work. He's speaking, he's leading, um, he's doing all sorts of things, you know, in scripture. And I don't believe that our, our um, understanding of who God is today should just be reduced, you know, to just um, having a belief in a savior or just having a belief in an afterlife or just having a belief in a God. I believe that God wants us to walk with him on a daily basis. And if that's going to be the case, it will be with the person of the Holy Spirit. There isn't anything more important than having an open heart and being filled with the person of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. So I'm excited about this because you know what, as we go through the next through, uh, a few Sundays, we're going to be talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, about the voice of the Holy Spirit, all the different aspects of who he is, how he operates, how we can understand him, how we can develop our relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. I believe through this series, you know, um, I'm expecting people to be able to be, you know, speaking in tongues if they've never done that before, or perhaps, you know, seeing and hearing in the Spirit as we become more aware of the person of the Holy Spirit. As we begin today, um, I think it's a very powerful scripture, actually, where the Lord himself, he taught his disciples and he said this, he was just about to go to the cross. And he'd begun to explain things to them. They didn't really understand it, but he, you know, um, he began to say things like, I'm going away, I'm going to the Father. And they began to get a bit sad about it. That's what it says in John 14 and John 15, John 16. And um, he said this though, he said, you know what? It's far, it's far more advantageous for you if I go away. And they couldn't understand that. They thought, no, you're our savior. You're our healer. You're our provider. You're the king of kings. You're the savior of the world. And they understood him to be all of those things. They discovered that over a you know, period of about three years, three and a half years. And here they were just about to lose, they thought, to lose their savior. And this incredible impact that they'd had on their lives for three and a half years was about to go. And they didn't understand the cross. They didn't understand the plan of God. But you see, he turned around, the Lord Jesus turned around and said this, it's, it's far greater, it's far more advantageous for you if I go, because if I don't go, I can't send the person of the Holy Spirit. But if I do go, then I can send the person of the Holy Spirit. And he calls him a helper. He calls him a teacher. He calls him one who empowers their lives. He gives him all sorts of descriptions. But he said, if I go away, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and that which is 
has been around you is going to be on the inside of you. You see, God had a greater plan than just having the person of the Lord Jesus Christ around them in their environment. His plan was that a person who gives their life to Jesus Christ can be filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. In fact, of course, we understand from other other scriptures that the Bible says, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is just one God and three persons, come to live on the inside of the believer. But he particularly spoke about the person of the Holy Spirit. In fact, at the time, you know, after he was crucified and he came back and, um, and he was speaking to his disciples and there was a time, it says he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Again, there was a time um, he spoke to the disciples. He said, don't do anything. Don't go anywhere until you've received power from the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is absolutely vital to our daily Christian life, to our Christian experience. As I think over my own life, um, I've been a Christian now since 1984. October the 8th, 1984. If you've been online much on our programs, you would have heard me say that about the evening I gave my life to Jesus. But as I think about the influence that Almighty God has had upon my life, it didn't just begin on October the 8th, 1984. The Holy Spirit was already at work in my life a long time before that. You see, God is doing everything he can to impact our lives for good. And for him to do that, it takes the person of the Holy Spirit. I can think back to somebody gave me a book before I was ever a Christian. And I opened the book and it was a, it was a, a story about a man who was in street gangs and a very, very violent man. But he gave his life to Christ, a true story, an account of somebody's life. And as I began to go through the book, I could... I could sense I wasn't a Christian, but I knew something was happening on the inside of my life. I know now that that was the person of the Holy Spirit beginning to knock on the door of my heart. But at that time, I didn't understand it. It just felt different. It felt weird. I was, I was feeling stuff on the inside thinking, wow, this is amazing. And then I can remember the time in the book where he gave his life to Christ and you know, certain things happened and I closed the book. I thought, I don't want to read this anymore because I was coming under, you know, I understand today as the word conviction, things were going on on the inside of my life by the person of the Holy Spirit. And he was doing everything he can to lead me to to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. On the evening that I gave my life to Christ, I went to that hall, I went to the Fairfield Halls in Croydon. I don't even know how I got there. I didn't intend to be there. I was supposed to be up at a club in London to see a band that I was really keen to see. But I ended up somehow at the Fairfield Halls in Croydon. You know what? That was the work of the Holy Spirit in operation even before I gave my life to Jesus Christ. That evening I heard, I heard the man speak, I heard the praise and worship, and I can remember sitting in my seat, and even though I didn't understand really 80% of the things that were going on that evening, 
didn't relate with the music, didn't understand the preaching, all sorts of things were going on. But there was the power and the Spirit of God, the, the operation of the Holy Spirit was at work in my life that night. And when the altar call was given at the end, and you know, the man on the platform said, if you got the guts to even accept that there could be a God, then you need to know. And I can remember everybody stood up and something was happening. And I know today it was the work of the Holy Spirit upon my life to lead me to Jesus Christ, not to take control and not to force me because we'll find out in this series that the Holy Spirit wants to work alongside us and not in spite of us. You know what? The Holy Spirit wants to lead. He wants to guide. He wants to speak into our lives and he wants us to be obedient and he wants us to trust in him and to love him. And I can remember I stood there and I said, if this is real, then I... I have to know now. And I just knew that I knew there was a presence. I can't explain it. I can't overly describe it. It's as if it hit me like a ton of bricks um, that God loved me. And that was an opening up of my eyes, my mind, my, my understanding that Almighty God loved me. That was the work of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times when God has set me free in something in my mind. Perhaps my mind has been thinking all sorts of things just after I became a Christian. And um, I was in a church service not far from here, actually, the church that I became a part of, great church in Bromley. And, um, and there was a whole day, you know, sort of seminar that was happening. And, um, and the guy who was speaking, um, he's... Um, um, he asked everybody to pray a prayer that day to, you know, to renounce certain things and to take authority over certain things. And I can remember as I did, it's as if a huge um, load just came off of my life. It's as if there was a heavy weight on my shoulders and it's as if God set me free. That was the work of the Holy Spirit. But as a result of that, the next day in church on the Sunday, something happened in the praise that was just life-changing. And it's as if all these thoughts that have been, you know, controlling my mind, it actually talks about in the Bible about strongholds in our minds. It's as if those thoughts were absolutely destroyed out of my life. And I've never thought that way again. It's as if all those oppressive, controlling, horrible, nasty, dark thoughts, it's as if the power of the Holy Spirit came in and set me free in the most amazing way. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times when I've been, you know, asking God what I'm supposed to be doing. Am I supposed to be doing this or that? And it's as if there's a voice on the inside. I've never actually heard the voice of God with these ears, but I've heard him so many times on the inside. And it's as if it brings a clarity to your life, a clarity of purpose or a clarity of a direction in our lives. This is the work of the person of the Holy Spirit. There have been times when I've been in a situation and I've known clearly what the Holy Spirit is feeling about a situation. Have you ever been somewhere and you've got that uneasy feeling on the inside? And it's not just a feeling, and I don't really want to describe the Holy Spirit as a feeling, but you know, just to try and explain it, you just feel uncomfortable. You feel like I shouldn't be here, or I shouldn't really be in this, you know, conversation, or I shouldn't, I, you know, I should be somewhere else right now. There's an uneasiness on the inside, or perhaps there's the opposite. You're somewhere and you're thinking, wow, you know, it's as if the Holy Spirit is really pleased with what's going on in this situation. 
he does actually speak in the Bible about the fact we can grieve the Holy Spirit or quench the Holy Spirit because he's a person. And, you know, I think about the time when the heavens opened and the Father said, this is my beloved Son, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, in, in him I'm well pleased. There was a real joy. There was a, I'm so pleased with my Son. And I've sensed that on the inside, not about me, but just about situations and about things. God's really pleased with this. And you have a, a sense on the inside. That's the person of the Holy Spirit that we're, you know, discovering to be sensitive to. I think about the times when I've been in the presence of God here in this hall or wherever at home on my own in my car and a crusade somewhere at a conference and we're all exalting the name of Jesus Christ and it's as if the presence of God comes in like a blanket and it's as if you feel the, the heaviness, the incredible um, glory of God. Again, I've never seen the fire of God. I've never felt the, the you know, the uh, physical experiences that some people have, you know, in the Bible and, and elsewhere, but, but I've certainly sensed his presence. And I've been in the most incredible times when it's as if you know, God's presence. We're going to talk in this series about the oil of the Holy Spirit, the water and, the, and you know, all these things. But there have been times I've just been in the presence of God and I've been exalting the name of Jesus. And it's as if a heaviness comes in. I don't mean an oppression, but I mean something that's just like a full heavy weight of the glory of God. Can I say that's the presence of the Holy Spirit that just get so stirred up and released as people lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There was a time, I can remember I was in a, um, a time, we were just having a, ch a church time of just, you know, everybody getting together to pray. And we were just spending time in the presence of God and it wasn't overly a service. There was probably about, I don't know, 15 of us. And we so felt the presence of the Holy Spirit that afterwards one man said to me, he said, I honestly thought somebody was going round and he thought it was me going round with some oil and pouring oil on the heads of the people in the prayer meeting because he said, I felt the oil of the presence of the Holy Spirit flood through my life. It's the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times when there's an explosion on the inside and I'm sure, you know, I'm speaking for all of us, perhaps you open the Bible and there's a verse that you've read a hundred times. Perhaps you've never read that verse before. But all of a sudden there's an explosion on the inside as God deposits truth. God opens your eyes to something that you've never seen before. It could be a verse that we just quote all the time. I don't know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But suddenly, it's not just a verse that we quote, you know, because the Holy Spirit takes that word and makes it alive on the inside of us. And suddenly it's more than just a verse that we quote, but it's I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Something's happened. I'm, even though I could, you know, I understood the verse before, something's changed today. Something's changed, something's come alive, something's exploded in my life. I now believe that. It's not just a belief, it's a, it's, it's a reality on the inside. I'm nearly bursting with this right now because it's, you know, something so powerful when God speaks to us. In fact, God's speaking all the time. But when the Holy Spirit 
opens our eyes and that explosion happens on the inside. I can remember when I, I first heard, and it's not the first time I heard the verse, but the first time I heard on the inside, by his stripes, you were healed. And I can remember that just exploding on the inside. So many other verses I could quote right now about I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I can remember when that was more than just a theory. It, it isn't just a verse in the Bible. It was truth on the inside of me. It's as if the word became flesh on the inside. That's the work of the person of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times when, wow, when the Holy Spirit has turned up the power of the Spirit. You know, the Bible sort of speaks about an end time sort of a church, and I don't know if we're in the end, end times or not, but it speaks about a church that has a form of godliness, but, you know, sadly, they've got to the place where they deny the power of God, and I know Citygate is a church where we embrace the power of God, and, and obviously, you know, the vast majority of the church around the world embraces the power of God. We believe God for healings and for signs and for wonders and for outpourings of the supernatural. God is a supernatural God. Well, this is the work of the Holy Spirit, I think of times when the power of God has been strongly upon my life for me. I think of other times when the, the power of God has been strongly upon my life for somebody else. Perhaps it's in a healing meeting and we're laying hands on people and I just know it's as if, it's as if God's power has absolutely been turned up. Let's not make the Holy Spirit an object, but he certainly does release the power of God. You see, this is the work of the person of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times in my life when it seems as if all hell is breaking loose. Perhaps you've had a year like that this year, but it's as if everything is arrayed against you and everything just wants to destroy you. You know, the Bible says that the thief comes only to steal, to kill and to destroy and there are times when perhaps you're going for God and, you know, perhaps there's a brand new opportunity. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about open doors. And, you know, perhaps sometimes we've gone through an open door and we talked about the hurdles beforehand. But sometimes, you know, there can be hurdles as a result. Afterwards, I can think about times when perhaps all the hell is breaking loose and everything just seems to be going wrong. And, you know, God's word says anything you put your hand to prospers and it feels like that's the last thing that's going on. Or by his stripes, you were healed and yet you're really struggling in your body with, with overcoming sickness or something's going on and it's as if why is all this going on? Why is this happening? It's as if all hell is breaking loose but then you hear that still small voice on the inside. I think about Elijah and we did a series on Elijah earlier this year where Elijah had seen the most amazing things. The fire of God had come down and, and you know just almighty God showing himself strong and yet he was then oppressed by, um, by Ahab's um, you know, family, the wife there, um, uh, Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you if you come back here. And it says he prayed that he would die. He just said, you know what, I've had enough. And I know people get to that stage. I know people, even Christians get to the place where we think, you know what, I just can't go on. And, and it's as if there's all this oppression and there's a the spirit of heaviness. But then in the middle of that, you know what, we have the person of the Holy Spirit. And you know what he'll say? He'll say, I've got you. Your name is inscribed on the hand, the palm of the Father. No one can take you out of the hands of Almighty God. I've got you. I will bear you up with my mighty right 
hand, though the storms may rage, build your house on the rock and you will come through this unshakable, unburnt, there won't even be the smell of fire upon your life. You see, that's the work of the Holy Spirit to bring words of comfort and words of strengthening in the heat of the battle. Right in the midst, not just after the battle or before the battle, but in the middle of the battle, God can speak in a way that refreshes you and strengthens you and causes you to go again. I think about times perhaps when we suffer loss. And it's as if life is more than we can bear. And, uh, you know, I've already just said, you know, Elijah got to the place where he said, I can't go on. But then... The Bible says when the enemy comes in and depends on how you quote this verse, I know how I quote it because I know my God is a flood and we'll cover that next week or the week after. But when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And, and at times when it seems like the world is overwhelming your life or circumstances are overwhelming your life, the person of the Holy Spirit is right there. He's right there within you. He's right there alongside you. And he's there to strengthen and he's there to encourage and, and he's there to, to, to cause your life to come into a place of steadfastness and unshakable character and quality. He'll restore joy right back in where it's as if there's no joy, there's no hope. He's actually referred to as the oil of joy. That's the spirit of joy. You see, our joy doesn't come from our experiences in life. Our joy comes from the person of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times when you don't know what to do. Have you ever been there? Do I turn left? Do I turn right? I know we've just dealt with all this with the doors and stuff, but, but it's the person of the Holy Spirit that says, that's the way to go. I don't know about you, but I would not want to live one day without the person of the Holy Spirit. He leads, he guides, he teaches, he strengthens, he encourages, he empowers. There's so many things in the Bible. I mean, I just put some down here. Um, you know, the, it speaks in the Bible about how we're to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. We're to pray with the Holy Spirit. Our, our thoughts are to be influenced by the person of the Holy Spirit. It talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. It talks about us that we are to give God glory and, and to praise Him in spirit and in truth. We're to pray in the Spirit and pray with the Spirit. We're to be led by the Spirit. We know about the oil, the water, the fire, the dove of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always lead us to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit anoints our lives. He transforms our lives. Um, he, he, he empowers our lives. The Bible says we have the Spirit within us, alongside us, upon us. There's so much in the Bible about the Holy Spirit. I would not want to live one day without the Holy Spirit. Today, my heart is to stir a passion for the person of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times when God has strengthened my life for a task. You know, in the Bible, we can think of all sorts of examples, the mighty men of David and, and all sorts of things where the power of God, the hand of God comes upon you know, somebody in the Bible or perhaps even the whole of the nation to be strengthened for a task. And then you look back and you think, how the heck did I do that? 
I know that wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. It was the Holy Spirit within you who strengthened your life to be able to achieve what you achieved. As I think about who I am, and I, I know I can speak for all of us as we look you know, ahead, we think, well, I'm not today who I'm going to be, but I can look backwards and say, but I'm not the man I was. The work and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit has been at work in our lives on a daily basis. That's the work of the person of the Holy Spirit. I think about the times when I've been led by the Holy Spirit to, you know, to perhaps to speak God's word, to declare God's word. And as I do, it's as if, and I'm not going to put myself up there in that sense with, with when God said, let there be light and, you know, and he created everything and, you know, formed and the light came through. But you know what? It's still the same principle that when we declare the word of God, the Holy Spirit takes those words and causes them to come to pass. The mountains move, the sick are healed, things happen, doors are open. Why? Because of the work of the Holy Spirit. It actually says in the in at the end of the Gospel of Mark, it says, and God worked with and confirmed his word. The word comes to pass, why? Because of the person of the Holy Spirit who takes those words to perform the word of God. I think about the times when perhaps I was weary, fatigued, I was tired, I was worn out, and one word from God gave life to my physical body, gave life. It's as if the engine started to run again. It's as if, it's, it's as if the flood started to happen again. I hope I am stirring something for a passion for this person of the Holy Spirit today. I think about the time when the spirit of faith gets stirred up on the inside. And with all our understanding here in Citygate and in the body of Christ about the spirit of faith, one thing I want to say loudly and clearly today is the spirit of faith is the Holy Spirit. The spirit of faith is the person of the Holy Spirit. And there are times when faith has flooded and come alive and it's as if an engine, it's as if, you know, something started to stir as faith comes out, as faith faith is released. And I'm thinking, wow, this is the person of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's faith I've built. Yes, it's faith by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We understand that. But come on, this is our life with the Holy Spirit. It's not faith independent of the Holy Spirit. It's faith because of the person of the Holy Spirit. It's all the work of the Holy Spirit. When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, October the 8th, 1984, I hooked up with the person of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he takes out the old heart and he puts in a brand new heart and he fills us with the Holy Spirit. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit and from that day forward, our life is to walk with the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's far better that I go away because then the Holy Spirit can come and he can live on the inside and every day he can be at work in us and through us and upon us to bring us and to transform us more into the glory of God and into the image of Jesus Christ. He does a work in our lives on a daily basis. The person of the Holy Spirit. Even just here while I'm speaking this, I can sense his presence in this place. And, and I know he wants to show himself strong and he wants to be so real in all of our lives. There was a song in the 70s, and it's going through my mind, I don't know how it got there, but perhaps God's saying something, and, and it's a song, I can't live if living is without you. 
And I know that we have the Holy Spirit. If you've said yes to Jesus Christ, we're not apart from God, we're with God. We are filled with Father, Son and Holy Spirit. But my attitude and my desire is this. Every day I want to live in step with the person of the Holy Spirit. Friend, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to flood our lives again, to stir a passion for Him. It's so easy that our lives just become, you know, perhaps a religious tradition where we just believe and we do certain things and we live a certain way, but I don't know. I just, it's, it's my prayer in my heart at this time. As the church moves forwards, as the world is going through what it's going through, that we, as the church of Jesus Christ, embrace the person of the Holy Spirit in faith and in joy, in expectation, but with a wholeheartedness and a passion and a love for God that says, Father, will you fill me with your Spirit again? Will you baptize me with your Spirit again? Lord Jesus, I glorify you, I honor you. Thank you for pouring out the person of the Holy Spirit that every day I can walk with him. I'd like us to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who loves us and who cares for us and has got incredible plans for us to prosper us and not to harm us, give us a hope and a, a future. But Father, today we just want to, Lord, center our attention and our affection on the person of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that you've filled our lives, that you speak to us, you anoint us, you empower us, and we embrace you again. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We thank you for your presence in our lives and we declare our dependence upon you. We open our hearts afresh and, and we ask that you fill us afresh. Lord, that we're filled to overflowing with the person and the power and the character of the Holy Spirit. And we receive that, Father, and we declare it in faith that we believe and we receive that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what, as we prayed that prayer, and I pray that that's going to turn into a daily prayer for us as we go through this season. But of course, the most important thing that any of us and the decision to make, the most important decision is this, to give our life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we come out of darkness and into light when we declare Jesus Christ to be Lord and Saviour. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is dependent really upon us saying yes to Jesus Christ. And it's, it's absolutely amazing to think that the Holy Spirit is everywhere and that He wants to empower our lives and fill our lives. But friend, I want to ask you a question that is really the first step into a life with the Holy Spirit. And that is this, what have you done with the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ hung on a cross and He died for you to pay the price for all of your sin, all of your shame, all of your error, all of your, all of your hardness, all of your shame, all of your guilt, everything that separates you and I from the Father, He died for that. And the Bible says to receive that forgiveness and to receive His eternal life that we need to declare Jesus Christ as Lord. We need to believe in our heart that He died on the cross, He was raised from the dead. And if we declare Jesus as Lord, the Bible says He comes in and does an amazing work on the inside. He gives us eternal life. 
that's when the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside. And friend, I want to ask you to pray that prayer with me today. Perhaps you've prayed that prayer before that says, Jesus, come into my life or, you know, declared him to be Lord, but your life has not really lived in a way that really honors him. Or perhaps today you're online here and you've never prayed a prayer to say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. Whoever you are, friend, today, if you feel led by the Holy Spirit right now to pray with me, I'm going to encourage you to do that. I'm going to pray a prayer line by line and I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you demonstrated your love through sending your son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I declare you to be my Lord and my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. I receive you into my life and by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. Thank you for eternal life and thank you for filling me with your spirit. Amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, I believe the Holy Spirit has done an incredible work on the inside of your life. You're now a Christian. Friend, I want to encourage you to walk with the Holy Spirit this week. Whoever you are, come on, let's be aware of the person of the Holy Spirit and I will see you next week. God bless you.